Good morning, everybody. Let's show appreciation to the worship team as they've led us. Led us so well uh, this morning. Just a couple of announcements before we uh, get into the word. Um, there is no evening service tonight at half past six. We are having a watch night service. Um, we are gathering together at 10.30, half past 10, uh, for refreshments and tea, coffee. If you'd like to bring something, please bring it for, for half 10. Uh, and then we're going to start our worship service at 11 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have uh, some, some worship on the team, and then we're opening up for testimonies, if anybody would like to share something of how faithful God has been to them in 2023. Uh, and then I'm going to finish with a short word. Uh, but obviously the word that I preach is always dependent on how many testimonies there are. So if there were no testimonies, I'm going to preach for 45 minutes. Now you don't want to listen to me for 45 minutes on New Year's Eve, do you? Yes, okay, no problem. No worries. So what we'll do is we'll do that. So listen, we are always so encouraged to hear from people uh, who never usually share something. It just lifts everybody else up, it really does. It just, you know, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, what God has done in their life. And I think it's just fantastic to hear so many different people as we gather tonight on New Year's Eve uh, for that. There's, just, there's no other activities on this week. Um, we're back to normal next Sunday, Sunday morning with two services. But we do want to plug just something quickly. Um, Daniel Graham is going to Poland with the School Scripture Union, with the BRA Scripture Union. And um, Nancy's putting on a coffee and cake morning which will be amazing, as we know. Uh, so on Saturday the 13th of January, uh, from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock uh, in the Youth Hall, uh, where Nancy's putting this on to raise some funds for Daniel going to Poland and stuff. So I know we will come along and love to give us support to that and also to buy some of Nancy's lovely cakes and buns and that we enjoy all year round and stuff. So just please put that as a date in your diary. Uh, kids' space is on. Can't forget about the kids. So kids, if you head out to the back there, some of the leaders are there and also with a parent and baby room just round to the side there where you can watch the service on the screen. We're just going to pray just before we come to the word. Father, we thank you as you gather in your house together this final Sunday morning of 2023. Father, as we've sung, as we've heard at the table, Father, we're reminded of your faithfulness from beginning to end this year, how you have taken care of us, how you've looked after us, Father, we thank you for that. We publicly thank you for that today. Father, would you bless us as we gather around your word now and look at this theme of thanksgiving and gratitude, giving you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The song that the worship team did as a set piece then um, was a particular special favourite song of mine this year in 2023 
And often with worship songs, it's not because they're uh, catchy tunes or they're, they're, they're sort of, we, 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 we sort of, they do something to us. It's a truth of the words that we sing. Remind us of God's faithfulness in the middle of the difficulties and challenges that each and every person has probably faced at some point this year. That song that we listened to, that, that Scott and the team played, was constantly on repeat in my car this year when I faced some challenging circumstances, much like some of you. He says, you're not exempt from it just because you're a pastor and stuff. And every time I didn't feel like singing or praising or worshipping, I put that song on. And something within that song, when I felt I had nothing to offer, I realised that I did have something to offer and it was just praise and worship to God to thank him for his faithfulness to thank him for looking after me for taking care of me and I'm sure there are many testimonies as we come across this church today of how truth that is as we come to the final day of this year as has already been said it's a time of reflection isn't it we look back we're now going into the 24th year after the millennium who remembers the millennium when we moved on from 99 to 2000 and stuff for now 20 we're now nearly a quarter of a century Passa, I was a very very young man that night very young man really young and stuff still in shorts and stuff we remember that and we've come to the end of another year and this end of this year we may come with many special memories this might have been the year that, that you got married yeah we still smiling this might be the year, end of the, the year that, that maybe a new baby always changes things, doesn't it? Maybe you started a new job. Uh, maybe you'll look back and say this, because some people do. I can't wait to see the back of this year. It's just brought nothing but trouble. It just brought nothing but heartache. It's brought nothing but headache. I can't wait and hoping and believing that we can move forward in 2024. Maybe your football team has done exceptionally well this year. <laughs> Maybe you're looking forward in expectation of what 2024 brings. Somebody actually said to me this morning, I can't believe you wore Aston Villa colours to preaching today. And there was no intention to do that at all. Everybody knows me. No intention at all on stuff. See, we come the end of the year and... We will look back on some things and we will be glad, happy, joyful for what has happened. For some things, for some people, it may be a, have been a year of sadness because they've lost a loved one. And there's always that difficulty of going forward into the next year because they feel as though they're leaving the memory of the person they've lost behind. And it's always a challenge, isn't it? You know, New Year does many different things to us. But there is this, as believers this morning, and this is what I'm going to speak on, this sense of assurance and certainty, Stevie touched on it at the table, that we can have as we read the scriptures, uh, particularly the Psalms, because the Psalms speak of the everyday life and the faith that the writers had in God. It would be easy for me to come and stand here this morning and say, you know, if you've had a bad year, next year will be better. I often say our best days are ahead of us and stuff and I can't really make those promises because I don't know what will happen, I don't know what is in store. So I can only really share what I believe is true this morning and the truth 
that we really have this morning is the assurance and certainty that God gives us that he is faithful to us. He has been faithful to us this year and he will be faithful to us next year. There are five verses I just want to share with you from Psalm 100. It says this, So shout for joy to the Lord or the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God, it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is not entitled a psalm for the new year or a psalm for the old year. This is entitled a psalm of thanksgiving. Uh, and as believers, as Christians, as followers of God, it really should be us that comes to the end of the year and give thanks to God, not simply for the experiences that we may have had over this previous year, but simply because of the truth of those verses, that we are his, the sheep of his pasture. He's taken care of us. His faithfulness endures from one generation, from one year to the next year. You see, we're given four commands in these verses which will help us as we come to the end of this year. The first one is this, he says, we are to shout for joy to the Lord. Now that simply means not necessarily just shouting out for the sake of it, but it means raising our voices in praise and worship to him who has been faithful. When it comes to us doing this, it's not a case of just shouting for the sake of shouting, but actually coming before God and allowing our praise and worship to be louder than any of the circumstances or situations that we have faced. We don't praise God because everything is good and everything is working out. We praise him in the midst of our circumstances. We praise him in the middle of our situations. And that's what it means to shout for joy to the Lord. Actually to come before him regardless of what is going on around us, regardless almost of what is going on within us. There is a shout within us for joy to the Lord, for we know that he is faithful. It gives us a second command that we're supposed to do. It says we are to worship God with gladness. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean happiness, but it means that sense on the inside of knowing that God is in control. It says we sit here at the end of 2023, and of all the places we could be, it says we are in church. This Sunday is always a hard Sunday, isn't it? Because as I said to the worship team earlier, it's, everybody's been sleeping in and lying in bed and not getting up till 11 o'clock and things like that. Except if you've got kids, that doesn't happen. But if you haven't got kids, that week has been about lying in bed and just getting up and suddenly slap bang in the middle, this is Sunday, that we make everybody come at 10 o'clock. And really, the only reason we've done it is to see who the real Christians are. <laughs> so well done, all of you, okay? You can do what I'm going to do this afternoon, which is go back to bed for a power nap. Because I'm at an age now where I can't possibly do church 10 o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock at night. Getting too old for it. And so um, hopefully I'll be able to have a lie down this afternoon. But that, that's where it, but it's that sense, but we are here 
because there is something within us that wants to come before God and gather with his people to, to come with gladness and joy in our worship before him to say thank you God for what you have done this past year. He says the third thing that we see and, and this is the assurance we are to know that he is God. Many challenging situations that different people are facing at the moment it be through sickness, through ill health through other things that are going on that not all everybody knows about. But the assurance we have as we come to the end of the year is to know that he is God. He is God. And that's so important for us to understand that. We're not in control of everything that goes on with us and for us and within us. But God is when we know that he is God. And the fourth thing that we see here is to, we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is so important, isn't it? Gratitude is so important. Heard it in the song that they sung. It says often we come and, and it's the one thing that we don't have when things are going bad or things are going rough for us. To have that attitude of gratitude or to have that thanksgiving. And it simply says here we to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Everybody has something that they can be thankful for. Everybody has something to be thankful for. And these actions that we are given, because these actions are important, they have to be grounded in truth and then expressed and the writer does this. He says he gives us the reason. And this is the main reason through the five verses of the psalm. And it's, this is true. It is God who made us and we are his people. Isn't that tremendous today? It is God who made us. We are his. We belong to him. I've shared this so many times that we live in a culture, a society that is spending its time searching for who they are. And yet what the important question, more important, is whose we are. Who do we belong to? Well, here in this psalm, it tells us it is God who made us and we are his people. When we know this, we understand and acknowledge these truths about God, which gives us that assurance at the end of one year as we step into another. Because the writer gives us three things that we need to understand. The first one is this is God is good his goodness does not change from one year to the next he has been good in 2023 god is good as we move forward into the new year god is good it's not that he does good and he has good things for us god is very nature his attributes everything about him that god is good and because of that it says that his love endures forever it says it goes on and on and on. It expresses in the psalm here. It says it's in love endures from one year to the next. And we see that in the final thought when it says his faithfulness passes on from one generation to the next. But simply as we move from one year to the next year, he is faithful even when we let him down. Even when we are unfaithful to him in circumstances and situations, we find that his faithfulness towards us passes on from one generation to the next. And it comes here because it tells us that these are a singing people. And we've come to the end of the year, we're singing, and the songs that we sing, they're not to create our gladness, but simply to express it. 
We love to express our praise and worship, as I've said, that when we're facing those difficult times, to lift our voices, to come and worship him with gladness and with joy. We have many reasons to worship God, but the main reason must always be because he is God. He is the one when we have nothing else to offer that we come and we just lift our voices in praise and worship to him. But he gives us the next reason as well. Uh, and it's his recognition as the creator. We spend our lives, as I say, searching for who we are rather than whose we are. But it's this deep and intimate awareness of our identity in God, of who we are in God. You see, humanity is not formed by throwing a group of molecules together into a stretch of time and a bundle of chance. We're knitted together with careful attention to detail. We're not accidents, we're not, uh, there, there is nothing here that we look at and say, just by chance it happens. We are here for a reason, created by God, thought of before the foundation of the world. God gives us a significance that we have in our lives. And then the next reason we come to worship God is because he has chosen us as his people. He cares for us as the sheep of his pasture. He, he's not a distant father. He's in the field with us. He shepherds us right in the middle of the difficulties and the challenges right there next to us, behind us, supporting us, in front of us, leading us and guiding us. His imagery shows that the loving God that cares and protects us uh, as we leave one year and move into another year, we see that, that imagery there of how much he loves us because we are his he disciplines us, he protects us, he guides us. Thank goodness that we're not left to ourselves. We're under the kind of watch of the good shepherd who looks after each and every one of us and takes care of us. There's a word that's expressed all the way through this and it just says, it's the word his. It says it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We're to enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. We're to give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever. His faithfulness comes through all generations. Simply this, for God is good. Thanks and praise are right in the recognition of God's goodness. He's good in his plans, he's good in his grace, he's good in his forgiveness, good in his covenant, he's good in every aspect of his being good towards you today. The faithfulness expressed in this pasture is a faithfulness that you can hold on to as we move into the new year. Spurgeon said this, and this is so important, he says, so long as we are receivers of mercy, we must be givers of thanks. Everything that God has done for us, it gives us the opportunity to express our thanks towards him, none more so than the one who sent his son, gave his son for each and every one of us. We are givers of thanks because we are receivers of mercy. And so we come to this and we see this, that as we are followers of Christ, that God is good. He says, we see there are many verses that tell us that the Lord is good, who is good but God alone. He is good and does good, Psalm 119, 68 say. The Lord is good to all and his mercies are over all his works. And finally it says, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, 
then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands that is his, he entered once and for all, and that's a key, into the holy place, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption that is ours today, for he is good and he has done good towards each and every one of us. And the love that he has towards us is bound by these covenant promises that we have. And we shared before that the key to the promise is always in the one who promises. And we may get promises from people around us and they let us down. God never lets us down. He makes a promise and he keeps that promise for each and every one of us. So we can hold on to that certainty and that assurance as we come from the end of one year into the beginning of another year. It says we come and we see that actually that the thought of gratitude here as these people enter his courts with praise, enter his gates with thanksgiving because they're just grateful for what God has done. Whether it be in giving his son and sending his son. Whether it be because we sit in church this morning and our mind will be reflecting upon the things that have happened this past year, knowing that God has looked after you and taken care of you. And maybe you haven't received the answers to your prayers yet that you have been praying for. Listen, keep praying. He is always listening. And we hold on to this today. Grateful that we are not responsible for the plans and directions in our lives, but we are responsible to him and we give him thanks and the gratitude today as we gather as a church because God is good and he loves each and every one of us because we are his today and we give him the thanks for that today. And you may feel, and as the, the, the worship team are going to come up and we're going to finish with that song again, but we're going to, we're going to sing it really as a, as, a, as a response at the end of this year that, because it covers everybody. Maybe you've had the year where you can lift your hands high in the air and just simply say, God has been so good to me. He's blessed me. He's looked after me. He's taken care of me. But listen, maybe you feeling like this this morning. Maybe you'll look at it and say, no, I've had a rough year. This has been a tough year. I've faced problems and difficulties and challenges, one after the other. I just don't feel like doing that much when it comes to being thankful. But, but this song is for you as well. For it says in the line of the song, it's just all I have to offer is this. It's the only response that I have it's just to come and worship. So whether you lift your hands here or whether you lift your hands here, it's still a response to God to saying, God, thank you. Thank you for looking after me. But God, I, I, I expect, I look forward with expectancy for your faithfulness over this coming year because God, you are good and you love me and I am yours. And we come and we just move that way just as a response uh, to this final sermon, in a sense, of 2023. We preached it at the beginning of the year. We're preaching it at the end of the year. Uh, and, and one of the came upon my memories just that we thought that, that God not only keeps his promises, he keeps his people. He keeps his people. 
We are his people and we come with gratitude today. Let us stand to our feet as we pray and then the team are going to lead us in this final song just as a response to what God is doing in our lives. Father, we come before you. Father, this certainty and assurance we have as a people, Lord, is to look back on reflection and see your faithfulness but to look forward in expectancy and see your faithfulness. God, you never let us down, you never let us go. You don't give up on us even when we give up on you. And Father, no matter how we're feeling today because of this past year, whether we can only lift our hands a little, Father, that's our response to you saying, God, come and help me whether we can lift our hands high and say, God, thank you for everything you've done this past year. I give you the honour and the glory and the praise. Each of us has an individual response, but we come with a heart of gratitude for you are good. What you do towards us is good. You sent your son for us, which is good. And we just thank you for that today. Help us today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.